Welcome to the Trust and Believe Nomad Cast, a podcast that covers a wide range of topics. So come chill with us on Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Here's your host, Mr. Anderson. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, everybody, to episode 96 of the Trust and Believe Nomad Cast. I'm your host, Mr. Anderson. Thank you for tuning in today on the 15th of April, 2022. Thank you guys for tuning in. And guess what? Today is Friday. So it's Good Friday. And as it relates to the Trust and Believe Nomad cast, it's what? Ding, 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 ding. Finally, it's Friday. F-I-F. Fifth. And I ain't talking about the alcohol. I'm sure some of y'all are going to drink a little oil this weekend if you ain't already drinking oil right now. But again, appreciate you guys for tuning in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So as I talked about yesterday, as we ended the show yesterday, I talked about... um what we were going to talk about today set the conditions if you will so today's episode uh we're going to talk about one of my favorite movies of all time like you like me we all have our favorite top five movie top 10 movie of all time what's our favorite movie when we were younger when we were adults growing up that we enjoyed then that we enjoy now and we will enjoy in the future so here's the thumbnail for today's episode White Line Fever, a true movie classic, in my estimation. And we're going to break this thing down. Again, we're going to talk about White Line Fever, one of my favorite movies of all time, no matter the gender, no matter the race, no matter anything. If you like what you like, you like what you like. And this is one of my favorite movies. I love this freaking movie. Continue to watch this movie. Now, you may ask yourself, why do you like White Line Fever? Well, I'll tell you. I'm one of those guys, for those that know me very well and those that's getting to know me via uh, all the subscriptions and the followers and all that, I am an avid fan of semi-tractor trailers. Growing up as a young lad, I always loved semi-trucks. I was one of those kids, I don't want to play with Hot Wheels cars, even though Hot Wheels are cool. I never wanted to play with Hot Wheels cars. I never liked playing with uh, toy airplanes and all this other stuff. Give me a freaking semi truck, a old school semi truck. Give me a Peterbilt, a Kenworth, a Freightliner. That's what I want. I don't want to play with no cars. I don't want to play with no Corvettes or no Mustangs. I don't want to play with your planes. I don't want to play with the tanks. I don't want to play with the army, man. I don't want to do none of that. I'm speaking as when I was a child, give me a freaking semi truck and we're good. And I want you to play with the truck. Like I think you should play with the truck. There's no racing. There's no crash in the trucks. You drive the truck like you actually driving, right? <laughs> and I have like a huge collection of semi trucks. And I wish, I wish I can go back in time and get all my old school trucks that I tore. But that's neither here nor there. Y'all know I'm going off on a tangent. But just to, to get back on track and stay focused. Today's episode, we're going to talk about White Line Fever. Again, one of my favorite movies of all time love the white line fever and a fun note at the end of the uh end of this episode i'm gonna talk about how a scene the last scene in white line fever uh led me to tears when i was younger and my grandmother used to yell at me about it so i'll talk about that so with that being said like we always do we're gonna talk about the title we'll talk about the plot uh, and we'll go down the cast and we'll talk about fun facts. Then we'll go down memories to me and then we'll close the episode out. 
set the conditions for next week. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about it. White Line Fever, a 1970s movie class with the plot. Carol Joe Hummer, played by Jan Michael Vincent, returns from Vietnam, marries his high school sweetheart, and purchases a semi-truck to follow in his deceased father's trucking dreams. CJ seeks work at the Red River Shipping Company with one of his dad's old buddies, Dwayne Holler, played by Slim Pickens. Carol Joe, which is CJ, soon finds out that the trucking business is not the same one that his father was in back in the day. Corruption runs wild with shipping managers, shippers, loaders, and drivers. A very corrupt world. Red River wants CJ to transport illegal goods, and if he doesn't comply, he will be and subsequently was blackballed. Blackballed throughout that movie. Uh, last plot note, CJ becomes a voice for the independent trucker, but he soon finds out he, his family will be faced with violence as well as anybody that supports him. And his friends played a role in that too. They, they end up having issues because, you know, he wants to be the right independent. He wants to do the right thing. And this corrupt, cor- this corrupt shipping company, this corrupt trucking company, this corrupt trucking business, which was atypical of the 1970s and probably still goes on to this day. CG just wanted to do the right thing. And these guys wanted him to haul illegal goods, illegal casino equipment and all that. And CJ is like, Hey, I didn't sign up for all this. I just want to, I married my high school sweetheart. I want to follow in my dad's footsteps. I'm driving this truck. I owe the bank all this money for, for this truck. So I need good, hard, honest work i don't want to haul you know all this stuff that you that's that potentially can send me to jail and so these guys like hey you know you either with us or you're against us and cj is like hey you know i'm against you guys i'm just paraphrasing here so he made everything he's shooting at him burned down his house vandalized his truck they blackballed him threw a snake in this truck i mean he couldn't get no work it was a, a lot going on fun movie though so let's go ahead and talk about the cast. Carol Joe Hummer, CJ, was played by Jan Michael Vincent. Jerry Kane Hummer was played by Kay Lenz. Dwayne Holler was played by Slim Pickens. Buck was played by L.Q. Jones. Clem was played by Martin Cole. And if you're familiar with Martin Cole, he was also the sensei, John Kreese and Karate Kid, and also Cobra Kai. Pops was played by Sam Laws, and the director was Jonathan Kaplan, who also directed Truck Turner, or Ike Isaac Hayes. I don't know why I called I Did they call people Ike for Isaac? Hmm, that's something I got to think about. I always called him Ike, uh, Ike Hayes, but Isaac Hayes, Truck Turner. Uh, let's go down to some fun facts. Uh, filmed on the uh, movie was filmed on location in Arizona and Utah from the 8th of February to the 1st of April, 1975. The primary truck used in the film was a Ford WT 9000. They used a total of six. The studio bought three of them and then Ford supplied the other three. So they had six total. Uh, the third fun fact in January, 1976, Columbia, Columbia, distributed the film theatrically 
on a double bill with Bite the Bullet that starred Gene Hackman and Candace Bergman. The final scene where Carol Joe crashed the truck through the letters GH, which stood for Glass House, cost $130,000 in 1975. Today, that rounds out to about $750,000. The fifth fun fact, Jan Michael, well, this pretty much ain't fun here, but it's a fact. Jan Michael Vincent began experimenting with drugs during the movie shoot. Now, if you look at Jan Michael Vincent, if you ever watched him prior to White Line Fever and after White Line Fever, you can definitely tell drugs, alcohol, the cocaine, which was rampant in the 1970s, right? He started experimenting with some of these drugs that was on set. Now, that's not a Damon Anderson opinion. That's an actual fact. That's a fact, Jack. All right, so let's go down to memories to me. My memories of White Line Fever, watching White Line Fever. They used to show, it used to be a channel in Detroit, WKBD. And I talked about this in other episodes. Uh, I think they're under CBS right now. I think CBS absorbed them. But back then, they used to show like the Tuesday night movie, the Wednesday night movie, whatever. And I used to stay up late, right? Watching White Line Fever, loved freaking White Line Fever, Convoy, uh, all those old school, um, all those old school trucking movies. There's so many to name, right? And um, I remember just watching this movie. But every time I used to watch Daggone White Line Fever, I used to cry. Now I'm talking about me as a as a a young lad. I used to cry back in the day watching White Line Fever. Right. Because at the end of the scene and I go ahead and provide a um, a video that I made of the last scene because I'm not too privy with the whole YouTube copyright. I don't want to upload a video. Then YouTube spank me when I'm trying to upload this to the site and oh copyright infringement and we're going to spank you to avoid all of that. That's why I provide still pictures and then I actually narrate the last scene. Right. So that'd be fun. Um, but I used to cry at the end of daggone white line fever. And my grandma used to tell me, what are you up there upstairs crying for? Why are you crying? I said, grandma, they, they, they crashed the truck and crashed the truck into the letters. And now the daughter, you know, just wilding out. My grandma's like, if you don't stop all that crying, that's just a movie. Stop all that crying. Come out here and watch these dishes. <laughs> But I tell you, man, White Line Fever, it was, again, it was one of those movies. Uh, I loved it. It's a cult classic. It's one of my favorite trucking movies of all time. One of my favorite. I have so many. Uh, just looking at, if you look at the movie, right, you talk about a guy, and I talked about it at the beginning. If you look at a guy, he was he came back from Vietnam. He was in the Air Force. He married this high school sweetheart. Wanted to follow in his father's footsteps. Bought a truck, right? Had the truck painted, decided I want to be like my father. I want to work for my father's company. Right. And then find out the guy that his father used to be cool with was used to be a driver with him. This guy's like in charge of the shipping. Now they want him to haul illegal, illegal goods and all these negative things that was going on. Then they had a hierarchy. The guy that was in charge of the shipping company was corrupt. And then Glasshouse, which controlled the whole thing, they were corrupt. This is the reason why he crashed his truck through the letters GH that you'll see at the end. Don't understand the reason for that. I think it was other ways. But you think about this guy was trying to feed his family. They tried. They burned his house up. Right. 
Uh, his wife was pregnant at the time. They vandalized his truck, threw a snake in the freaking truck, blackballed him. The dude can get no jobs anywhere. Some of the friends turned on him. Some of them helped him, like Pops. Pops was cool and some of the other drivers. But it's like I said, he was a voice for the independent trucker. He was that lone wolf, if you will. Um, it just goes to show you the power of companies, the power of conglomerates. They say, hey, you're at the bottom of the barrel. You're going to do what we say or you'll never get a job again. You know, I don't know if that type of stuff is going on. I'm sure it is, but not probably to that effect now, because, again, this is 1975. Even though it's a movie, you still can equate it to regular life. And I said, I'm saying all that to say, as a young child watching this movie, I learned a valuable lesson about corruption and uh, being with the right people and doing the right thing and standing up for yourself. Because I looked at this guy again, he was essentially by himself. Yeah, he had his wife, but in the trucking world, he was kind of by himself. And now he's taking on big giants, giants of the trucking industry. And oh, by the way, you don't do what we say. You will never work again in this town. And so he took a lot of that on. And, you know, it was just it was it was a good movie. Again, like I said, I learned a, a life lesson on that. Some things that you continue to, to do as well. Again, just being vigilant and being strong and taking that leap of faith. I think the biggest takeaway that I would take from this movie is standing up for yourself, standing up for others, standing up for your, for your family, standing up for your friends to do the right thing, to make the right things happen. No matter what the backlash is, no matter what the consequences are, you just deal with the card that you're dealt. If you don't like the hand, you try to force your, force your way to have a good hand in life. And he could have just succumbed and say, hey, well, you know, I owe all this money to the truck and to the bank that I'm, I'm getting loaning this truck from. I'm going to go ahead and just do what y'all say. You want, you want me to haul uh, casino items, illegal goods across the county line, the state line and all that. But he said, you know what? This is not what my father did. I'm not doing it. It's not right. And we got to take a stand. So I think that's my biggest memory. That's probably my biggest takeaway from watching uh, White Line Fever. Again, phenomenal, phenomenal movie. If you haven't seen it, uh, you get a chance at your earliest convenience. Watch it. If you have seen it, you know, just put some comments in the comments. Put some comments in the comments and let me know what was your experience watching White Line Fever or if you continue to watch White Line Fever. I've watched White Line Fever so much. Uh, ah, love the freaking movie. Love the freaking movie. White Line Fever. But uh, with that being said, I'm going to show you guys right before we set the conditions for next week. I'm going to show you guys a little video that I made talking about narrating the last scene. Again, the reason I didn't take it off YouTube because I don't want no YouTube infractions. I don't want none of this happening. I don't want to get spanked by YouTube. They're my primary distributor for all my videos. So I don't want no problems with YouTube. I don't want to end up in YouTube jail, right? So in order to prevent that, in order to provide uh, a, a proper narration, if you will, I took one of my photos that I have that you see in the thumbnail here, and I just narrated each screenshot. So let's go ahead and go to that, and I'll be Last right back. Scene, that's when the truckers are getting ready to go through the letters GH. The next frame, going through the letters GH. The aftermath of going through the letters GH. And as you can see here, 
shot by shot of the last scene. Well, not the last scene, the last main scene. See, you saw the narration. Again, this was the part where I cried and my grandmother was yelling at me. Why are you crying? It's just a movie. Get down here and wash these dishes, all right? So I appreciate you guys tuning in. That kind of puts a bow on today's episode. Um, So I hope you guys have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your good Friday. Enjoy your Saturday. Enjoy Easter Sunday. And do all the things you enjoy in life. And just enjoy life, y'all. That's the biggest thing. Not going to have no big speech. You know, continue to be safe. Be sound. Take care of yourself. Watch your six. Watch your family six. And do all the et cetera. Continue to be safe. Take care of yourself and others. Do the right thing. Have a great weekend. See you guys Monday on the Monday Mental Combat. This has been episode 96 of the Trust and Believe Nomad cast, where we talked about one of my favorite movies of all time, White Line Fever. Peace and love, everybody. Godspeed to your travels. Thank you.